0: Alex trying to steer around, picked off, center. they score! brother back over to Manny, splits the defense, he's shot, he scores! Back in zone end there with Shillington, Hard collision, VL, center, and feed, they score! This is Cuda Confidential, the official podcast of the San Jose Sharks AHL affiliate, the San Jose Barracuda. Here are your hosts, Nick Nolenberger and Joey Goldstein. Alright, we are back couple weeks off, back out of here on the Cuda Confidential Official Podcast to of the San Jose Barracuda, AHL affiliate of the San Jose Sharks. Nick Nolenberger alongside my co-host here, Joey Goldsing, our marketing manager. Goldie, we've got uh, some hockey on the horizon. It's about it's time. It's about time. Uh, we've got the 2019 rookie face-off, which will be held by the Anaheim Ducks at their new practice facility down in Irvine. It'll begin on Saturday. The Sharks' prospects will play On Saturday and Sunday, they'll get Monday off and then wrap up the four-day event on Tuesday. Um, There's six teams in total. They'll only see three of them. They'll play L.A., Anaheim, and Arizona, so they will not face the other two teams in Las Vegas as well as Colorado. But uh, it should be a good opportunity to see some young guys that we'll certainly see at the AHL level this upcoming season. And it's also the unofficial start kind of the season, really, Mm -hmm. um, in terms of when these guys return, it'll kick off training camp and we'll be off and running for the 2019-20 season. But as you look at the roster, Joey, a lot of guys, you know, we've seen play at the AHL level, whether it's at the end of their junior seasons or even some guys who have played four years in the AHL, like a Keith Middleton, for example, a guy that we'll see, Thomas Gregoire, another guy that we'll see, um, but guys we've seen samples of in a Ivan Jakovic or even a Sasha Shemilevsky. So a lot of young, talented players that we will get our first chance to get our eyeballs on this upcoming weekend.
1: Yeah, I mean, just going down, the, like you said, going down the roster, you got uh, Joachim Blickfeld, who played uh, a couple games for the Barracuda Ivan Chukovic, who everybody has seen plenty of times at the Barracuda, and Ivan, uh, Sasha Shemilevsky, those two kind of came in at the same time and helped us get into the playoffs uh, a couple years ago. Noah Greger has played games in a Barracuda jersey. Uh, Ivan Kosarenkov has played games in a Cuda jersey. Vladislav Kotkov, Marcus Vela, Jeffrey Vielle, Manny Wiederer, and then on defense, like you said, you got Gregoire and Middleton and, and Ryan Merkley. The rest of the guys are kind of unproven, and a lot of those guys are trying to find their way onto this Barracuda roster if they can, or if not the Sharks roster this during training camp. And the goaltenders you got Shortridge as well, who's someone I'm gonna keep an eye on.
0: Absolutely. The goaltending situation is a little bit interesting. We have some young guys, Zach Remon and then uh, Zachary Sachenko, a guy that was signed this offseason by the Barracuda to a two-year contract. And then Andrew Shortridge, really um, kind of the talk at the end of the year in terms of acquisition just because of the season he put together in his junior year at Quinnipiac. And then kind of the, the thought process, at least the words that were spoken about him from Doug Wilson Jr., who really, as we've touched on it before on this podcast, considers him you know, an NHL-caliber uh, type of goaltender. At least the future looks to be that way in terms of his size, 6'4". Um, almost 190 pounds, so he's a big body, um, had a tremendous uh, career at Quinnipiac, and um, it'll be interesting as he's in the mix uh, in the AHL, even maybe potentially down the road at the NHL level as well. There is a logjam of goaltenders, but um, Shortridge is a guy they would like to you know, elevate to the top quickly in terms of from a prospect standpoint. Um, we'll get our first look at him. What we've seen the last couple years during this rookie face-off, it's been called a tournament, a face-off, or what have you. Um, they're calling it a face-off this year. We've seen each goalie get a game. Um, other teams sometimes like to mix it up where well, they'll give him a period and then mm-hmm. they pull him out and they put him in, uh, put a different guy in. But uh, what Roy Sommer has done over the last couple years is give each goaltender a game. So that's what I would expect to see. Um, but a guy is just jumping right at the goaltending position. Zachary Iman last year was the backup at Ruin Aranda. Didn't lose a single game in regulation. I think he went 24-0-1. It's one. just wild to not lose a game as a backup. And he was the backup, yes. So this year he will be the number one guy, and I know the organization excited about what he could become. And, you know, you can really say that about a lot of these guys um, or what they hope these these players develop into. Um, but uh, an exciting kind of weekend, getting kick-started to the season and gives us our first real chance to look at some of these guys firsthand. And sometimes it gives an opportunity for guys to get off on the right foot. You get in front of the brass, get in front of the upper management, the scouts, you play good. You know, that gets your name kind of at the, the forefront of some of these guys' brains in terms of their decision-making. So maybe for a guy who's trying to make the Sharks or for a guy who's even trying not to get sent back to junior, you know, this weekend can, you know, go a long way in, determining their future.
1: Yeah, there's definitely some guys who, I mean, obviously you got your Djokovic's and your Shemolevskys, guys who are trying to find their way out of the Sharks roster, but there are guys who are trying to fight for spots on the Cuda roster as well, whether it's going back to juniors, you even have to go down to the ECHL, uh, or there are guys who are just trying to establish themselves as everyday players. I mean, you got your Jeffrey VLs, your Manny Wieters, your Keaton Middletons who are staples. They're going to play most, if not all, games. Although I be, I don't know if Manny's even going to play much down in this it sounds tournament. like Manny's not going to go, actually. Yeah, so... kind
0: of a last-minute decision, just because I think, you know, coming off... The injury off, and wanting to make sure he's healthy. And, you know, sure. He's, he's definitely right on the right track. I think yeah. they're excited about where he's at, but, you know, why push don't it? Don't push it if you don't like have
1: this? to. Right. So, but there there are certain guys who, you know, I, I think have a lot to, you know, this, like you said, it's a good opportunity to get off on the right foot. A guy like Thomas Gregoire, who I think is going to be fighting for a starting position with the Barracuda, like, in that, in that top six. Um... If he, you know, he's And really fighting with Nikolai Kanishov, who's also a signee who could end up with the Barracuda this year. Those are two guys who I think are competing for the same job. So it'll be interesting to see how they play throughout this tournament. Marcus Vela is another guy who I thought looked pretty good when he was in a Cuda jersey last year. He's a big body. I saw him the other day, he slimmed down a lot, looked a lot more fit and shape. So he's a guy who, if he has a good camp, can find a way to stick with this Cuda roster, which is going to be pretty deep this year from everything we've seen, everything we've been told. So... Lots of guys trying to to fight for position. Like you said, start off on the right foot.
0: You know, and if you look at this roster, there's 30 players that are going to be going down with San Jose. So there's going to be lots of competition, obviously, for a lot of these guys. They won't play all three games. But, again, it will give them an opportunity to get in front of the brass, in front of the scouts, in front of the, you know, you've got uh, Doug Wilson will be there, obviously, plus all, you know, his right-hand man, and Joe Will, and and, uh, Berkey as well. So everybody's going to have a chance to to be able to perform in front of the brass and make certainly what they hope is a, um, you know, a good impression going into training camp, which is right on the horizon as soon as we really get back is basically when training camp kicks off and again, we're off and running. Barracuda training camp will start for a couple weeks after that point. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll sign the Barracuda group. First couple weeks is all Sharks related, and then the CUDA with their own group as they start to make uh, reassignments, cuts, and, and so forth. So, um, again, we saw this last year. Some guys really stick out. Um, a Djokovic, I thought, played really well last year. A Shemilevsky, even a McGrew. They had a, a line, I believe, they were a combo. So, um, you know some guys you don't expect to, to be a difference maker and they can shine
1: so I guess that's my question for you so obviously we know guys like Djokovic and Sean we know what they bring to the table I guess is there anybody looking through this Sharks roster who you're kind of keeping an eye on who you're excited to see play who maybe you haven't seen play extensively before or someone who's only had a small little taste of Barracuda times, is there anybody you've really got your eye on?
0: Well, it's going to be interesting this year, I think, for a guy like a Joachim Blickfeld, who went last year back to junior as an overager, led the WHL, and scoring was – Simply dynamic and dominant throughout the season, had no point in in the year in which he he let up in terms of an offensive pace. So I want to see what Blickfield does when he he gets against some of his peers. You know, he's going to be in the AHL this year. Can he continue to kind of trend in that direction from an offensive standpoint? We talked about it, I think, on the last podcast, but he's got an elite NHL-type release in terms of a shot. Now, I think there's some other question marks. Can you know he he stick to to the pace of the pro game? I think that's always a question mark with a guy. <laughs> um, another guy that they they brought in late, and that's a Tristan Langan, who actually finished second in the WHN NHL. NH, so they try to get that in scoring last year, and he's on an AHL contract. So another guy, you know, can he make that leap and continue to bring that production that you saw at the junior level? Langen last year or two years ago was teammates with Jaden Holbrooks, and Holbrooks had similar type of dominating numbers where they were just gaudy offensive numbers. Last year, Holbrooks had a good rookie season. Um, he will not be traveling down to Southern Cal. So, but you see these guys who just put these incredible offensive numbers up, and you wonder, you know, can they carry that on? So, Blookfeld's a guy certainly you, you're keeping your eye on. There's a lot of different guys that, you know, opened some eyes I think during development camp even a guy like Zachary Gallant who earned a contract he's a Detroit draft pick a Mm -hmm. third rounder he was a guy who I was gonna put on my list yeah you know so another guy I thought that looked really good in development camp earned himself a contract so um there's guys that you you kind of don't necessarily think about because there's such a there's so many names on the roster but This is an opportunity, again, for them to make a name for themselves. And then kind of the no-brainers. You mentioned um, the Djokovic's and the Shemolevsk's, but even like a Mario Ferraro. Mm -hmm. You know, the expectations are high for a guy like that. A high-round draft pick a couple years ago. um, Finished up a couple seasons at UMass. Got to a national championship. You know, he was a defensive partner with Kale McCarr, who everybody's been talking about. He was kind of the talk of the playoffs last year with Colorado. So... Ferraro expectations are high, and see what he can do as well. So first kind of glance at these guys um, going into this tournament. But um, a lot of names that kind of have, have you intrigued and curious, and even some of these European guys. Yeah, well, I was
1: going to say there's two guys I think that, that you didn't mention who I've definitely got an eye on. I know one is Jake McGrew from at least all the reports that came out last year when he was at this tournament was he was outstanding. Uh, and it was his first year, kind of really back from that, that major knee injury. So how does he get back into things? It looked like he was great. I'm excited to see if he's in a position where he can, you know, force somebody's hand and and stay around the AHL. I don't know if he's actually old enough age wise, or if he has to go back. Uh, I'm not sure he where he falls. He can stay. He so, can
0: stay. He does have another year of
1: eligibility. So it'll be interesting. If, I mean, if he lights it up, it's going to be a tough decision for people to make because that's going to that'll be a spot for you know, somebody else who may be a little bit more solidified. But there's another guy who's here for rookie camp, Artem Ivan Yuzhenkov, who's this, uh, he's from Russia. He's six three, two thirty five, big, big guy, plays in the USHL, played in 59 games this year at 50 points at 142 penalty minutes. So this is a guy who's kind of does a little bit of everything, scores goals. He can make plays, a little bit of a tough guy if he has to be. So I'm interested to see uh, if he's a guy who can maybe – open up eyes a little bit more, maybe earn himself even an AHL contract off this kind of tournament.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's certainly those type of guys, you circle as well, the tryout type of guys. Um, Ivan Yoshenkoff last year won a championship in the USHL, um, very productive player in his two seasons. You don't often see a guy Um, directly come from that league and then play in the American League. We did see it with the Yosef Kornosh, But even he, he, yeah, he had to go to play overseas. But he has played a couple games in the KHL as well before Mm -hmm. he came to the USHL. So that's a reason why he probably didn't go the collegiate route because he couldn't because he had played pro games before. So, yeah, certainly um, a guy that could open some eyes is, you know, a proven winner at the, the American junior ranks. And we'll see if he can kind of, you know, stick out from the pack during, during this weekend. But again, I think that's a great point when you look at these tryout guys. Those are the guys that clearly, the organization, they brought them here for a reason so they have their eyes on them. And now it's an opportunity to kind of see where they measure against guys who are either drafted or under contract.
1: Merkley, too, is not Merkley, I mean, he, everybody knows the, his, his pedigree and his skill set. And I think he's a guy who I thought looked pretty good last year for his first taste of like pro hockey. Definitely, you could see his his youth and and I wouldn't call it immaturity on the ice, but there's just uh, it's it's clearly it's not the the OHL anymore, right? And he's playing against men, so he can get pushed around a little bit. I'm interested to see if he's kind of bulked up and become a little bit more confident on you know on the puck and, and making plays in the corners, because that's really going to be his biggest hurdle, you know, going forward as he keeps playing and trying to move up the professional ranks. He's not a big guy to begin with. So how can you use that to his advantage? And I know he was another guy who looked outstanding last year when you guys were down there too.
0: Yep, and, and he's the only guy on this roster who was you know, drafted in the first round. Mm-hmm. So certainly for Sharks fans who have an idea about the prospect, Paul Merkley's going to be near the top of the list. And in terms of guys you want to see and see how they you know, continue to evolve in their careers. Yeah, you know, Merkley, we saw him a small sample size last year, but you know how he was advertised is what we saw, and that's a slick-skating, highly offensive defenseman um, who continues to need to kind of develop his game on the back and I think he made some huge strides he admitted that too just on his plus minus on what he did last year um, defensively compared to the seasons before and you know I think you ask a lot of defensemen that um, there's a certain level of you know commitment especially when you have Mm -hmm. as much offensive skill as he does and I think he's starting to realize that in terms of making the leap and being a pro hockey player and sticking around for a long time you 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 know, you've got to be defensively responsible. Um, so yeah, I think that's a good point. And another guy um, fans will certainly want to keep their eye on it is uh, Ryan Merkley. who's still so young at 19 years of age. Seems like it's been a couple years because it has since he was drafted by the organization. But you know, this is a big test for him this upcoming week on just kind of where he's going and you know his progression and his involvement as a prospect.
1: Yeah, I think you make a good point. He's the only first-round guy on this Sharks roster. On the flip side, you go look at some of the other teams who so they're gonna the Sharks are going to be playing against down there. Look at, and obviously, the host team in Anaheim. They've got one, two, three, four, five guys playing in this rookie tournament who are first-round picks for them, and some of those guys already have some decent NHL experience under their belt. So they kind of loaded up for this thing, and it'll be a good test for you know a young Sharks roster to see how they can stack up against guys who are a bit more proven.
0: Yeah, I mean, some of these organizations just opt to kind of go more – of, uh, let's fill the roster with tryout guys and not bring any guys who already have you know a good chunk of AHL time. And even as you mentioned for this Ducks group, there's a handful I mean, of guys Max, with Jones, legitimate NHL games under the belt. Um, Jones, a first rounder. Sam Steele, Sherwood, I mean rounder. Sherwood's
1: not a first rounder, but he's got experience. They got some names, man. They really do. They're they're going to be a good team. They're going to be a tough team to beat down there. But I guess that's kind of what this is for, right? You want, you want to have some experience down there to show guys lead the way a little bit. I know, I would assume that's a big reason why Jeffrey VL is going, because you look at a guy like VL and a guy like Jaden Hobgawaks, if I would had to guess, I would have assumed Hobbs would have been a guy that goes before VL. Uh, but I think given the way VL carries himself and you know acts as a professional, it's a great, role model and example to show these young guys who are coming in. Not that Jaden doesn't do that, but the way, I don't know, he kind of – it's a different skill set, you know what I mean? A guy who plays with a little bit of an edge, can play in all facets of the game, kills penalties, can get time on the power play, sticks up for his teammates – it's a guy who's going to kind of lead the way for these young guys. I would expect him to wear a letter when he's down yeah, there, too.
0: Yeah, I think that's it. I was just going to say the same thing. I'd expect that as well, probably a Keith Middleton. Any of these guys with some AHL experience, and Middleton having been a, a captain during his junior career, same could be said with Jeffrey Viel. Could be
1: said about a lot of these guys, A lot, every, pretty much. And that's one thing that Joe and Doug Jr. have done a really good job with at bringing guys in. Not only are they bring in high-quality players, high-character guys, but a lot of these guys have represented their countries on the world stage, at some point in their career, or they're in a leadership role with one of their previous teams. So I think that's something that they look for too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And with VL, I mean, I've seen it over the last three years that I've been at these, you know, these weekends. Um, the games are feisty. There's guys trying to make an impression. And um, I mean, I, I don't think we've been to, through too many games in which there wasn't at some point um, a moment in which the gloves the were dropped. So, I mean, to have a VL who can set the tone from that standpoint. Um, he's not a one trick pony by any means. He he put up twenty two points last year, eleven goals and eleven helpers last year at the HL level, but he also had eight fighting majors. It's a this is definitely penalty minutes. So. It's
1: a prove yourself kinda of tournament for a lot of sure. guys. I remember last year being down there and we were hearing stories about Evan Weinger pushing guys around and getting in fights, which is not his MO really. Nope. But it's you know, what what can you do to kinda of stand out and make an impact, not saying that everybody's gonna go out there and punch somebody's lights out or try to but you know what can you do to, to stand out and make yourself known so it'll be interesting to see what other guys kind of step up who maybe we're not expecting to step up in that kind of yeah, way
0: absolutely and uh, if you weren't aware all these games are actually going to be streamed so you can go to sjsharks.com and watch the games you have to be within the general region you're outside of, of the bay area you will not be able to watch the games um, just due to some blackout restrictions that goes for all teams so um, if you're out of the area, but you happen to be within the area of maybe an Anaheim or an Arizona or Colorado, what have you, you can watch through their website, because each team will be having a broadcast um, and have their own broadcasters for the event. So if you want to watch the games, you can do so again at sjsharks.com. But looking forward to I'm really looking forward to Hey, you're to on the weekend. call, too, so have the call. come on. So, uh, you know, we'll have an opportunity to get our eyes on these guys, and um, you know, again, like we've seen the last couple of years, certainly a prove-it type of uh, stage for these guys, and it, it sets up for a pretty fun weekend and just to get everybody together as well going in um, to training camp. Uh, For a Barracuda side of it, we mentioned there's a lot of guys, you know, who are on this roster that we're probably Mm going to see this upcoming year. Um, We mentioned in a couple weeks Barracuda training camp will kick off. Obviously, Barracuda preseason games will be on the 27th to 28th of September at Solar 4 America Ice. Um, tickets, uh, I believe there's some still. Yeah, available. so so how
1: the preseason tickets work? So season ticket holders had their opportunity to claim their their free tickets. Uh, right now, tickets are on sale for the general public at just ten dollars a piece. Uh, so you can go to our website and buy those. Uh, there's uh, put it on social media. There's all kinds of places to kind of go and, and get those tickets. But tickets are limited. The inventory is limited because we're at Sharks Ice. We can only hold so many people at the North Rink, even when we bring in extra seating. So, like at a max, there's only 600 tickets available. So, if you want to get them and you want to be here for this game, you got to get them soon. And Saturday night after the game, there's going to be an autograph session for all the fans in attendance. So, come out, see some of these guys before the season starts. Kind of get some, get some autographs. Do whatever, whatever it is you got to do. But it should be fun. I mean, this is, you know, we're going to kind of harp on it a lot. But this is one of the most talented teams we've had in a while. It may not have the most experience, like maybe we had three years ago, where we had a lot of guys who were NHL-ready. But this team this team versus that team, you stack up talent-wise, I, this team may have, have the edge. This may be the most talented team we've had.
0: Yeah, it is. I think everybody's pretty excited about what this team could potentially accomplish. And just from strictly a numbers game, there's going to be some guys who are probably worthy of getting um, maybe a longer look at the NHL. And they're just not going to be able to you know, cut it just for the strict fact that there are just not that many openings up top. But there will certainly be some good competition. So... Looking forward to that. I think it's going to, again, be a lot of debt throughout the organization. Should be a really good Barracuda team. Should, you know, be pushing near the top of the Pacific Division again. So, as Joey mentioned, tickets start at just 10 bucks. Very, very limited inventory. So you can go to sjbarracuda.com right now and claim your tickets. Free parking and post-game autographs following Saturday's game. Both contests against the Colorado Eagles, affiliate of the Colorado Avalanche. Barracuda went out there last year favour is returned this year as the Barracuda hosts them for the two preseason games before kicking off the regular season on October 4th. So things are happening quickly, things are ramping up and it is an exciting time of year, Joe. season I I is love it. officially over.
1: Yeah, it's nice. It's I mean it's been we've kind of been in a bit of a standstill, you know, on the Cuda side of things, you know, the rollout, the promo schedule and the season uh the season schedule, individual tickets and mini plans and things like that. And, once you kind of roll everything out, at that point, you just got to kind of wait until hockey starts back up again, right? So it, it is exciting. Uh, certainly happy to have everybody back. I mean, I've, I've stopped over at Soul for America a couple times and started to see a couple guys, and they're all excited to be back in town. They're ready to get going. I think there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of excitement around training camp with those guys, right? Because there's only so many spots available on the Sharks, and that's the goal, right? Everybody's coming to camp trying to make the Sharks roster, so... How what can you do to stand out? And like I said, guys like Marcus Vela who come in in great shape, guys who you know bust their tails all summer long, guys like that get rewarded. You know, Ryan, it's Ryan Carpenter did it a few years ago. He came in, he's the, in best shape of anybody coming into Sharks camp. And ended up making the roster. Fortunately, you know it didn't quite work out in the long run. But he, you know, guys like that, you put in the time, you put in the effort, you're going to get rewarded one way or another. So it'll be interesting to see where everybody's at once all things really ramp up next next week when does camp start two weeks the 13th i believe
0: yeah the 13th so, so yeah it's going to be coming up pretty much as soon as we get back there'll be like a day or two off and then guys are into training camp but i mean i think that's a great point guys who take advantage of the offseason can either set themselves ahead of the pack and really make an impression because I mean Ryan Carpenter a perfect example you mentioned you've seen Marcus Valle looks good other guys though you go the opposite direction I've seen guys get oh there's guys who've gone the other away. way yep. and they never they never mm-hmm. able to dig out they really aren't so I mean it makes a huge difference on how you come in to training camp because things uh, really ratchet up quickly there's no grace period there's no time to to get into shape you know that's the way pro sports work nowadays um really there's no off season so um, from what we've heard from all these guys, we've talked to them. Guys are training hard and should be ready to go for training camp. It could be for jobs. Yeah, it'll
1: be good. I mean, over the next couple of weeks here, too, we're going to have a lot to talk about. Obviously, this week we got rookie camp. Uh, next week is probably the day you guys are getting back, so we probably won't do one next week unless we do it later in the week to kind of recap what happened. But after that, then we're getting into the Sharks preseason camp and talking about some of the battles that we're seeing. And the week after that is the week our camp starts. So that's when we're really diving into – you know, what do we like? Who do we like? What are we seeing? And then the following week, we, we've got our lineup, we got our roster. And at that point, we can start projecting where we see guys slotting in based on what we've seen in preseason, and kind of come up with a mock uh, a mock starting lineup for game one on on the fourth. it's yeah, crazy.
0: Con, we won't need to be creating the content. The content's going to be created Create for itself. us, which is always nice. And uh, we'll get this thing going where we're doing, you know, a weekly show. We may start next week. Kind of just depends on how the schedule shakes out. Maybe preview going into training camp. But if we don't catch you next week, we'll certainly be back on uh, the following week. And then we'll start doing this thing on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, you know, every Wednesday or so, like we've done in the past. We'll Get more we'll guests on. Knock you know, we'll we'll try to yeah, do some we'll more get fun things. And uh, we'll, we'll try to get a little bit more of a lighthearted side behind the scenes for some of these guys. Get away from the game a little bit in terms of what we're talking about. Um, but uh new fresh faces so we have lots of new content coming out so exciting times indeed.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think we get a lot of opportunity, lots of cool things to do and you know I, I don't I don't think obviously the, the goal at the end of the year is for to win that call of the cup, but this team should is in a good position. They're good enough to put themselves in the playoffs for another year and uh once they get to the playoffs anything can happen.
0: It's this is true. I think that's it for us, uh this week, unless you got anything else,
1: Joe. That's kind of it. Yeah. It's uh, it's like I said, it's that excitement, that anxiousness. Everybody's waiting for things to really get going, and you know, I know the guys. I think they're on ice maybe tomorrow, and then it's on Friday. Get down to Anaheim and get things going. So uh, I'm excited to watch the games and see how it all shakes out. But a uh, little bit of hockey, a little bit of NFL action this weekend. So oh, yeah, well, I'm Paul's pumped. Back, I'm all in the mix. Excited
0: about that as well. So it is the best, stuff. one of the best times of year. That's for sure for sports. Uh, just a reminder, the Barracuda, So they'll be in action on Saturday, September 7th to kick this rookie faceoff off. They will play at 3 p.m. They'll take on the Arizona Coyotes on Sunday. It's the N.I. Ducks, and then they'll wrap up on Tuesday. Against the LA Kings. That Ducks game on Sunday at 5 p.m. So don't you worry, you can catch all the football and then get a little hockey action in between. And then on Tuesday, again, the Kings. That's a 1 o'clock puck drop. And you can watch the games being streamed at sjsharks.com. For now, though, we will sign off. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Hopefully, you're able to tune into the week in action. And early next week as well, hockey is back, and we cannot be happy now. See
1: you. See you.